1: so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your WWE Monday Night Raw Day One Post Show for January 1, 2024. I am your host, JD, from New York, as always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Monday nights, wherever you may be. And I need a round of applause early. We got a couple of $100 bombs in the chat. One before the show and one during the intro where people now realize, oh, it's too long. You must be new around here. Get out. We got Platinum Matt with a $100 super chat. If the rumors are true that TK has signed both Mercedes, and Diana to AEW, then he will arguably have the best women's division in the world. With that said, he's going to have to step it up in 2024 and start taking the women's division more seriously. Platinum Matt, you ain't wrong, brother. We will talk about that tomorrow on OTS Extra. I already got something cooking, so look forward to that. And then a $100 bomb from Adam Casper, which, brother, I don't know what the hell you wrote, but YouTube is not showing me your $100 bomb. I seen it, and then it went away. It disappeared. I don't know. So if Adam is in the chat, I'd love to see Adam and his message. But thank you, gentlemen, very much. If you guys want to get your super chats in, you know that you can get them on in, and we'll hang out at the end of the show. I don't even know where to begin, man. I really don't know where to begin. I got tipped off earlier this afternoon from Mr. Beidala, when are you guys going to start believing Mr. Bagdala, man? We, we, we've been right on basically everything. Edge, Adam Copeland joining AEW, Mercedes joining AEW. He called me this afternoon and said, here's a little nugget for you. Rock's going to be on Raw. I didn't really know what to expect going into tonight, man. I really didn't know what to expect, but it's got the wrestling world talking. Triple H over the weekend, has hyped a former WWE champion showing up in San Diego. Returning to WWE, and we threw out a list of names about who it could be. One Hall of Famer in particular I mentioned was Stone Cold Steve Austin, amongst a list of names. The list of names included Big E, Stone Cold, Dave Batista, but at the end... We got Dwayne Johnson on Monday Night Raw, and he's in the ring, and it took us a little bit to get there because he was dilly-dallying with Jinder Mahal because Triple H really wanted to troll us tonight or really make us angry first and then make us happy. I don't know why he wanted to do that, but regardless of how it happened, we got The Rock basically calling out Roman Reigns. Insinuating that he's going to eat at the head of the table, no matter who is sitting there. This has sparked major controversy and discussion on social media and in the wrestling world. What is going to happen to Cody Rhodes and his story going into WrestleMania? Let's map this out. For everybody in the chat and everybody on social media who came to me today when I tweeted out earlier this afternoon, let's not stray away from the original plan. Cody and Roman should be the plan at WrestleMania. I don't give a shit who shows up. I don't give a shit if the entire Rock's family lineage wants a fucking title shot. No. At WrestleMania, it's reserved for one man, and that is Cody Rhodes. I'm done with the Rock and Roman narrative, okay? At WrestleMania. Let's start at the Royal Rumble. Roman's going to be defending his championship against one of three men. And we'll find out on Friday. Randy Orton, L.A. Knight, or A.J. Styles. None of those men right now will be winning the world championship. You can put that shit to bed. Randy Orton's not winning the world title. L.A. Knight is not winning the world title. Yeah. No. And (laughs) A.J. Styles. A.J. Styles is not winning the world championship. So you guys, whoever is saying, oh, well, Randy Orton should win the title. Now, Randy Orton is not winning the fucking championship, okay? That's not where his story lies, going into WrestleMania. So Roman, no matter who he wrestles, is not losing the championship at the Royal Rumble, which then takes us into Cody's story. Will he win the Royal Rumble, or will he win the Elimination Chamber? Who wins the Royal Rumble? Is it Gunther? Is it Cody? Is it CM Punk? Who is it? Take a pick. It could be anybody. The great thing about this year's Royal Rumble is that WWE has a lot of top guys that they could plug in there, and you could say, that guy should win the Royal Rumble. That guy should win the Royal Rumble. So many years have gone by where the Royal Rumble has... Basically, little to zero World Championship caliber athletes. And now this year, pick your poison, basically. Who do you want? Could be anybody. We don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. It's either going to be Punk or it's either going to be Cody. Those are the two men that are in the featured feuds. Those are the two men that are rumored to be getting championship matches at WrestleMania. Let's stick to that story. Then we get to The Rock. Everybody thinks The Rock is going to be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Is it a WrestleMania match? Sure. Does it need the title? No. But the thing is, Roman is not losing the championship before WrestleMania. He's not. You do realize that if The Rock and Roman wrestle, no matter if it's at the Chamber or it's at WrestleMania, Rock is not not winning. Roman is not losing against Dwayne. He's not. Roman will beat The Rock and retain the championship. Simple as that. So everybody's like, oh, well, why don't we give... Why don't we give, this guy gave another $100 super chat, man, in the middle of my fucking discussion. Holy shit. shit, 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 Adam! Adam! Casper! With a $100 super chat. Happy New Year, JD. The Rick, was it, or The Rock. The Rick. The Rock! Was in Pasadena this morning on ESPN for College Game Day, so it was a short trip to San Diego. Adam Casper, thank you so much, brother. Now that is your second $100 bomb tonight. Brother, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so very much, man. Roman is not losing to Dwayne. Simple. So what do we do? Where do we go? What road does WWE take? If you do Roman and and Rock at WrestleMania, this is one idea. This is one idea that we float around, okay? Let's just say Randy Orton beats Roman Reigns and he wins the World Championship. Then we can get Roman and Rock at WrestleMania, which obviously is going to headline night two, right? And then Roman can win and he could be the head of the table or I don't know. I don't know if Roman, if Roman loses the championship, then it's more susceptible to the overall story of the tribal chief storyline where Rock should win over Roman and and then goodbye. But do you really want to do that? It doesn't work here if if Roman loses to Dwayne. I don't I don't understand this ideology, this mentality that people want to see Rock and Roman without a title with the title. First of all, I don't even give a shit about the match. Is it a mega match? Sure. Is it going to be a spectacle? Sure. I don't give a shit about it. I don't. Do you want my Do you want my honest opinion about the fucking match? We don't need the fucking match. That's the fucking opinion that I have. We don't need the match. I don't give a shit. We don't. WWE is hot enough right now where you could have Cody and Roman and Punk and Rollins headline both nights of WrestleMania. Why the fuck do you need Dwayne in the main event of WrestleMania? Why? Just throw it out there. You want my fucking opinion? That's my opinion. You don't need The Rock at WrestleMania. You don't. It's a waste of time. Why are you going to fuck up plans already that are perfect? Because you got to get The Rock at WrestleMania. I can't stand that narrative, man. I can't. I can't. So yeah, let's take let's take Cody's main event spot away from him because The Rock wants Roman. Let's take let's take Punk and Rollins' main event spot away because we got to do Rock and Roman. We don't need it. We never needed it. It was a pipe dream that now all of a sudden WWE is going to will into existence. A lot of people are like, oh, it's a WrestleMania match. It's a WrestleMania match. You can't do it anywhere but WrestleMania or SummerSlam. Fucking bullshit. Stop. Stop. You don't need WrestleMania or SummerSlam when you got the Elimination Chamber right there. You don't. Everybody's like, oh, this match is too big for the Elimination Chamber. I don't know if you guys are that stupid or if you don't pay attention enough. Elimination Chamber is being held in a stadium in Perth, Australia that holds 62,000 fucking people. WWE right now has 45,000 tickets sold for that show. If that match happens at Elimination Chamber, not only do you get a sellout of 60,000 plus, but you get Rock and Roman in a WrestleMania-like atmosphere that isn't WrestleMania. Roman beats The Rock. Goodbye. And what the fuck do you think? This is the kicker that nobody's fucking talking about because they're all fucking blinded about Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. If Roman beats The Rock at the Elimination Chamber, he will be godly because he beat the one guy in his family that overshadowed him his entire fucking life, his entire career. What the fuck do you think? That is gonna do for Cody Rhodes if he goes into WrestleMania and beats Roman Reigns for the World Heavyweight Championship. Cody will then win the chamber and he will beat the guy that beat The Rock for the World Heavyweight Championship and finish his story. I'm sorry. I, I mean, do, do you have do you have any more any more fucking excuses about why it shouldn't fucking happen at the Elimination Chamber? Old school mind, old school mentality. How do we make Cody look the best ever at WrestleMania? There you go. I didn't hesitate. It's simple as fucking pie. That's all you need to do. Get the WrestleMania narrative out of your head now. If Rock and Roman main events night two of WrestleMania, what the fuck else is Cody going to do at WrestleMania? What? What is he gonna do? Is he gonna wrestle Randy Orton? Is he gonna wrestle Randy Orton? Why would you even think about doing that match now if Cody's not the champion? I don't get it. I don't understand your logic. Why rush something that is so fucking epic? Because Cody needs an opponent at WrestleMania. Yeah, let's rush a fucking five-star program with Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton because Cody doesn't have a WrestleMania opponent. Before he did in Roman, now he doesn't because we got to give The Rock his WrestleMania flowers. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor two-minute meals fill up fast with factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are how about some snacks some smoothies and more discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more sign up and save we've done the math factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. You don't know the damage you do if Roman and Rock main events WrestleMania. I don't give a fuck about Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. WrestleMania is sold out. Off of nothing. The WWE is so hot right now that you have the fucking liberty of putting this match on the chamber and not having to blink a fucking eye. Imagine that. It's unbelievable how people don't think. Rock Roman at WrestleMania also takes CM Punk's narrative and shits all over it. He's back for what? He's back for the world title, and he's back to main event WrestleMania, which he wasn't afforded the opportunity to do the last time he was here. Why would you want to do that and shit all over that narrative? Additionally, don't you think that Seth Rollins and the work that he's done all year, it doesn't deserve a main event on night one? So yeah, let's put Roman and Rock on WrestleMania and then fuck all these other guys in the process. Everybody is already jumping down the WrestleMania rabbit hole. Let's do Roman, and let's do Rock at night, too. Meanwhile, all these creative plans right now that are that are in place, you're just going to take a shit all over them because Rock is back. I don't know what type of character the Rock is, but if he looks at Cody, if he looks at Rollins, if he looks at Punk... He's realistically going to shit on three different creative directions because he needs a WrestleMania match when he gave up on the last three years that we should have got this fucking match. Now you want to come back? I don't like that, man. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Now, I do not put it past WWE. This is a different administration. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they think this far ahead. I don't know if they have this same mentality. But if this was Vince McMahon, Roman Reigns would go into WrestleMania and leave WrestleMania 40 still as the universal heavyweight champion. People got it in their heads. People got it in their heads that Roman is going to break Hulk Hogan's record. Everybody wants Hulk Hogan's record to be broken. Why do you want Hulk Hogan's record to be broken? Because he's a racist? Is that why we're breaking records now? Because you deem Hulk Hogan a racist. You want Hulk Hogan's record to be broken by Roman Reigns. If Roman Reigns breaks Hulk Hogan's record, he would have to beat Cody Rhodes or whoever he wrestles at WrestleMania and hold the title hostage till SummerSlam. Do you want another year and a half of Roman Reigns as the universal champion because you want him to break the record of Hulk Hogan, who you deem a racist. So that's why we're skewing and fucking up creative plans because you want the record of a racist to be broken. Interesting. That's not how I would book my WWE creative. I don't give a fuck what you think of Hulk Hogan. The reason why you're fucking here is because of Hulk Hogan. The reason why I'm a fan of WWE is because of Hulk Hogan. I don't give a fuck what he did in his personal time. You can't take away what he did for the business. You can't. So we're just gonna break records now because you deem him a racist. I'm sorry, man, it doesn't work that way. Fuck your cancel culture, fuck your millennial bullshit. Roman should not break Hogan's record because you deem Hogan a racist. So what? So if Roman takes the championship into WrestleMania, Cody will have to wrestle Roman at SummerSlam if he beats or or retains the championship at WrestleMania. He goes into SummerSlam, Cody and Roman get get SummerSlam's main event. I'm sorry. That should have happened this year. That should have happened... This year, or 2023, now you want to do it a year later? So again, I ask, what does Cody do at WrestleMania? Does he wrestle Randy? That's too soon. What do you do with Seth Rollins and CM Punk? What do you do? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why people got it in their heads that this needs to take place at WrestleMania. Just do it at the Chamber. The old school way of doing things really just shows itself, man. That's what I would do. How long are you going to have Cody wait? He put out the documentary. He tells his story. I got to finish the story, blah, 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 all this. I can't deal with this fucking shit for another six months. I can't do it. I can't do it. He's fucking wrestling Shinsuke Nakamura because Nakamura wants to end the American Nightmare. I don't give a shit. I don't. You got Cody meddling in the fucking whatever below the mid card is right now. What are you waiting for? All the stories that you are you're just holding back on because you want Roman to to break fourteen hundred days as champion. We got to do better than that, man. We got to. He can't wait till SummerSlam. He cannot. He cannot. I don't give a shit what anybody says. The feud between Cody and Roman needs to end at WrestleMania. Rock needs to drop a loss to Roman. And Roman needs to go into Mania as the ultimate king of everything. And then Cody takes everything away from Roman. That's the story. The Rock has not had a major match in how many years? And you want to put him in the middle of a fucking storyline that has been telling itself since the end of last year's WrestleMania. We're going to wait and do the rematch... That we should have gotten last year already, which we all figured they were gonna do two years in a row. You wanna wait to do it at SummerSlam? Come on, man. No, 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 no. No. I'm sorry. A lot of people need to understand that The Rock this year needs to be a supporting player, not the guy. I don't know how else you could go about it. You do it at SummerSlam between Rhodes and Reigns, and you do Rock and Roman in the main event of WrestleMania. It's not a good look, man. Especially with Cody Rhodes reportedly not signing a deal that's already on the table for him to stay with the WWE for five years. Kind of makes it feel like they brought Cody Rhodes into the company because they promised him this, they promised him that, they were going to give him the world, and now that they got him, they're fucking him over. Oh yeah, he's here. We treated him great. He's the face of the company. But we're not going to back up our promise. We're not going to live up to our end of the bargain, because now we got you. Now you're making a whole shit ton of money, man. You're making the most money you made in your entire career. You'll be fine, man. We're going to give this one to Dwayne. Can WWE pull the Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan saga at WrestleMania? Sure, they can. But again, you're going to fuck up the other stories that you're trying to tell going into WrestleMania. If you do Cody and, I don't know, maybe we do Roman and Rock at WrestleMania night one. And Roman beats rock on night one to go into night two and wrestle cody so you're putting roman in two main events which is actively going to hurt seth rollins and cm punk where where do they fit on that they'll be playing second fiddle to roman and rock and then roman and cody Meanwhile, they should have a night all to themselves in the main event because it's that big of a deal, and the story will back it up as being a main event marquee night one match. I was for that option before CM Punk came back to the WWE. That's not the best course of action anymore. That's not. So yeah, you could do the Brian Danielson route with Cody Rhodes, Maybe he's got to beat maybe he's got to beat somebody at WrestleMania to even get in the fucking match. I don't know what the fuck they do. This is convoluted as fuck now, and everybody is creating different dilemmas and situations because of the Rock being back. For all we know, Rock enters the Royal Rumble and puts his name in the field of Royal Rumble winners, which would make it very predictable because if the Rock is going to be in the Royal Rumble, then more than likely he's going to be a part of the outcome. Nobody wants to see that either. There is no good way about this. There's none. He's in the Rumble. You take a spot away from somebody else that's more deserving to win the Royal Rumble, which would anger me the most if he's in the Rumble and fucking wins the thing. All you need to do is simple. Call him out. You don't got a match for Australia. Do the match. Get it over with. Cody beats Roman. Goodbye. Cody shows up on the Monday night after WrestleMania and he presents... The WWE Universe with a new winged eagle championship belt. Goodbye. And then at SummerSlam, we get Cody and Randy. Story built. Give it some months of, of story. And then, boom, we got Cody's first major fucking feud as world champion. Why would you ever stray away from something so fucking perfectly built? Because Roman and Rock needs to happen at WrestleMania. Roman, Rock, Chamber. Cody wins the chamber. Simple. That's another thing. How the fuck is Cody going to be in the chamber if CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble? How is Cody going to be in the chamber if Gunther wins the Royal Rumble? He's a Monday Night Raw guy who's going to be in the chamber to wrestle somebody who's on SmackDown. How is he going to get in there? That's a whole other can of worms that WWE's got to figure out. Because right now, there's not one single guy on SmackDown that should be winning the Royal Rumble. It's going to come from Monday Night Raw. WWE's got more than enough problems going into WrestleMania. There's no need to add another headache on top of what you already have going on. CM Punk wins the Rumble. Cody wins the Chamber. Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber. Cody gets Roman. Punk gets Rollins. Done. 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 There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I want to say Triple H has a plan. This isn't Vince. This isn't Bruce meddling in the fucking plans. It's not the fucking Beaver. He was, he's gone. He was booted out. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye, Dunn. Goodbye, Beaver. Goodbye, Sabretooth. I want to say that Triple H has a plan. I want to say... Triple H has a vision for long-term booking. You don't need long-term booking here, man. You just need basic fucking, let's stay in the right lane, let's cruise at 60 to 65 doing the speed limit. There's no need to rush. There's no need to fucking get into the left lane and swerve like a fucking asshole and make a a left turn or a right turn or fucking switching lanes without the blinker. You don't need to be chaotic. You don't need to do it. There's no need no need I just laid it out for you the best way that you need for it to happen there's no other way about it we're gonna get into the rest of the show we had two great women's matches tonight one of them including Nia Jax believe it or not yes TKO yes TKO wants the rocket mania I'm sure they do I'm sure they do, but I don't think TKO is going to mind if Rock sells out 60,000 fucking tickets on an international show where they didn't expect to sell 60,000 tickets. That's a WrestleMania crowd away from a WrestleMania. How is that a bad thing? You got Cody who's been given a five-year contract and the most money he's going to make ever in his lifetime Because TKO wanted him as a top priority signed against the biggest name in the industry right now in Roman Reigns. And then you got CM Punk with all that he brings to the table in both of your WrestleMania main events. Why do you need The Rock at WrestleMania? The Rock could be a part of WrestleMania if he wants to be a part of WrestleMania. He doesn't need to be in the main event. He could be a part of the main event. He could be a special referee. He could be in the corner of Cody. We don't need him in the main event. Not saying he can't be a part of it, but he could be, you know, there. There are ways around it. But like I said, we're going to go over the ladies' matches, two women's matches. One of them was Nia Jackson, Becky Lynch. Very good stuff from both of them. Ivy Nile... And Rhea Ripley, excellent match for those two ladies. And then the main event, Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, World Championship. We got a tease of a cash-in from Damian Priest. He still has the briefcase. And they delivered a great main event on Monday night. I thought tonight was a very, very good show. Very good show. Great start to Monday Night Raw. Great start for WWE going into 24. It felt like a mini pay-per-view. And they did some things that I took notice of, and I I very much liked some of the things that they did tonight on the production end of WWE. We'll get into all that stuff right here on the show. I appreciate you guys being with me here in the live stream chat. We got over 4,000 people in here on a Monday night, man. I appreciate you very much. Let me know how you're feeling. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We did an extra today. Detailing the walkout of Kevin Dunn. Video blew the fuck up, man. We're at 25,000 views in... About a half a day. Ridiculous. Absolutely. It was at 10,000 views after an hour today. Thank you guys very much for the already great support this year. And we're not even through day one yet. It's going to be a great year. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the content on the channel. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Tonight's show sponsored by Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys go get your free sample. All you have to do is pay $5 shipping and handling. That's BlueChew.com. Code JD. And tomorrow night, I'll be live with Andrew Baydala, TNT. The first ever TNT Awards for 2023. We're going to go over 16 different categories and give you guys the best of WWE and AEW for 2023, man. It's going to be a very, very special show, so make sure you guys tune in to that. And we just got another $100 bomb, man. You guys are unbelievable Absolutely unbelievable, man. Tay-Tay, the savior with a $100 bomb. He says, J.D., you ain't telling no lies here. What you said is 100% true. The Rock should not main event WrestleMania. It should be Roman Cody, Seth Punk. Cody gets Randy at SummerSlam. Roman gets CM Punk. You are my tribal chief indeed. Tay-Tay, you speak a lot of sense, man. You speak a lot of sense, brother. It's exactly what I'm thinking right there. Thank you guys very much for all of your support. Continue to get those super chats in. We are going to get into the Monday Night Raw post right now. And if you guys hear a cat meowing, it's because my cat Bacardi just woke up from sleeping on my couch. Now she's in my office. And if you guys hear crying, I apologize in advance because she wanted to be a part of the stream. And we got to enjoy Bacardi in our presence, like she usually does, man. There's not one stream where she doesn't cry. So hopefully we get some silence tonight. Let's get into the top of the hour. Monday Night Raw, WWE put out a statement today that Michael Cole will be, or there was a report. I don't know if WWE put out a statement or not, but there was a report that Michael Cole and Wade Barrett are the exclusive team Michael Cole is exclusive to Monday Night Raw only. He will no longer be on Friday Night SmackDown. Kevin Patrick right now and Corey Graves are leading SmackDown. And that is a bad move. That is a terrible move. Kevin Patrick is fucking terrible. I cannot listen to that man do play-by-play. He is god-awful. So Michael Cole right now is... The, the lead guy on Monday night, and he's no longer going to be on Friday Night SmackDown. Triple H, I'm begging you, call up and see what Moro Ronaldo is doing. Have him be the voice of SmackDown. What is he doing nowadays? Does he even give a shit about doing pro wrestling again? Vince is not in charge. Maybe he'll pick up the phone, man. Seriously. We got a video package previewing Becky Lynch and Nia Jax, documenting their history. I thought it was a very well-done segment that kind of laid out what was going to happen here quite nicely going into the opening match between Nia Jax and Becky Lynch. I did not expect much from this match. I did not. And you guys are going to look at me maybe side-eyed here. And no, I'm not going to stutter. And no, this is the real JD talking. This is not some AI-generated bot. This was the best Nia Jax match that I've ever witnessed. This was Nia Jax's best in-ring performance ever. Does Becky Lynch have a lot to do with that? Sure. Becky's had work rate up the ass in the last 12 months or so. She's great. I'm not a big fan. But is Becky Lynch a great worker? Absolutely. Becky was always a great worker. But my God, man, Nia Jax delivered her best performance tonight. They worked very well together. It was hard hitting. We got some color, which was great. A nice little throwback to their feud, right? So they went about 12 minutes or so. They went about 12 minutes or so. Really good stuff. Crowd was big time into it here in San Diego. So we went to commercial break after three or four minutes. We got a two-count off of a missile dropkick. Lynch hit a sunset flip powerbomb, and then she goes for a -a tilt-a-whirl and goes for a DDT, I believe, and she gets a two-count. Jax went for a punch to the face because that's exactly the story that they're telling here. So she went for a punch to the face on the outside. Becky Lynch ducked the punch, and Jax punched the ring post. So that was the story there. Jax also missed a cannonball on Becky and crashed into the ringside barricade. So back in the ring. Becky Lynch off the second rope, diving leg drop off the second rope for a two count. Becky Lynch then applied a disarmor, but Jax rolled into a cover with all of her weight. All of her weights on top of Becky Lynch. Lynch held on to the arm and applied an arm bar, but Jax hoisted her up, hit a sit-out power bomb, which was more of a sit and then a bomb. She kind of came down ass first, and it wasn't a fluid sit-out power bomb, but still, it was effective enough to get a near three count. Becky kicks out her two and a half. So they battled on the ropes. Jax hit a Samoan drop off the middle rope, which looked great. She gets a cover and a very close three count. It's like a two and nine tenths on that big Samoan drop. Lynch goes up to the second rope after a little bit. And she tried something off the middle rope, but Jax caught her with a punch to the face. I don't know what she was going for. But Jax had that right hand ready and she knocked Becky Lynch out. Jax followed that up with the bonsai drop, the annihilator for the one, two, three. After the match was over, Becky Lynch was shown on camera with blood dripping down her jaw. Naya Jax beats Becky Lynch clean. One, two, three in the middle of that ring. I, I did not expect that. I did not expect that at all. Very good match between these two ladies, and the crowd loved it. The crowd was actually part of the reason why I thought it was a very good match between these two. Now, I'm sure you guys were surprised about the outcome, just as I was. I expected Becky to win this and go into the Royal Rumble with all the momentum in the world, because she is an odds-on favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Now, what this means is one of two things. WWE, we have a situation right now where they're trying to keep Nia Jax strong. What are they keeping Nia Jax strong for? She beat Becky Lynch. I'm assuming she'll get another win or two on TV before the Royal Rumble. Nia Jax will probably have a very good Royal Rumble where she gets maybe double-digit eliminations. There's one of two things that is going to happen here. Number one, with Becky Lynch losing this match tonight, I feel like WWE could potentially set up a final two situation with Nia Jax and Becky Lynch in the Royal Rumble. Nia goes on a warpath, double-digit eliminations, and Becky Lynch is the final woman at the end of that Royal Rumble where Becky Lynch eliminates the the immovable object in Nia Jax, and throws out Nia Jax to win the Royal Rumble, and gets her revenge for this loss inside the 30-woman Royal Rumble. That's a possibility. That's a good story. I know there are people out there that want a returning Liv Morgan to win the Royal Rumble. I don't think Liv Morgan is going to factor into the women's Royal Rumble. I don't. She could win it, but I'd be shocked as fuck. not saying it's not a possibility, but I'd be shocked as fuck. Or we could see Bayley win the Royal Rumble. Creative plans have obviously changed if Mercedes is signing with AEW. We may get Bayley winning the Royal Rumble and Bayley challenging EO Sky at WrestleMania for the WWE Women's Championship. We'll have to wait and see. But something like that, or I could see some of those some of those aspects playing out going into WrestleMania season, going into the Royal Rumble. But right now, Becky is the odds-on favorite to win the Royal Rumble. Nia Jax, being that she got this win over Becky Lynch and will have a strong Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley is going to need an opponent for Australia. It could be Nia Jax. I don't see that as a big selling point, but if you got Roman and Rock happening at Elimination Chamber, I don't really see... WWE having a problem doing Rhea Ripley and Nia Jax on the undercard. I don't see that being a big deal. That's the type of match you want on a show like that because it's going to be headlined by Roman and Rock and all the spotlight's going to be on those two and the chamber matches. So doing Nia and Rhea at the Elimination Chamber doesn't really sound like a bad idea. I could see them doing Becky and Rhea at the Elimination Chamber, but I feel like they would be wasting Rhea's WrestleMania opponent Unless they have another idea in mind for Rhea Ripley, which could be Liv Morgan. Because per storyline, Rhea put out Liv Morgan. She injured Liv Morgan and she's been out since. So WWE's got a couple of different directions to go for WrestleMania. Which road are they going to take? I feel like it'll be Becky. That's just me. Or the wild card, I could see Bianca win the Royal Rumble and we get Bianca versus Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, which I feel like we should have got last year. That's also a Dark Horse wild card pick right there. Bianca win the Royal Rumble and then we get Bianca and Rhea Ripley. SmackDown right now is loaded and stocked. But with Charlotte being injured, I don't see them moving Bianca Belair off of SmackDown. That's going to be a big name to replace. Two big names if you move Bianca over to Raw couple of different options here. So we will see what happens. But great match between Nia Jax and Becky Lynch. They should both be proud of themselves. And I know I give Nia a hard time. And I know we make fun of Nia. But I'm not the type of guy that's going to hate for the sake of hating. If it's a great match, I'll let you know. If they had a great performance, I'll let you know. If it's not good, I'll let you know. I am always going to give flowers to those who deserve it. Nia deserved it tonight. She had a great match with Becky Lynch. Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke Nakamura, we are still doing this. I don't mind it. It's something for Cody to do. But this isn't the end-all, be-all for Cody Rhodes. This is his let's do this now before we get to the Royal Rumble feud. Let's do this now because I got nothing else better to do on Monday night before I get to WrestleMania and Roman Reigns. Cody made his full entrance. We got the whole San Diego crowd doing two whoa. Got to get you two woes in there. They got two woes to start 2024. San Diego. What do you want to talk about? God, I fucking I hate that. It's not even cool, bro. You don't even you don't even say it with any pizzazz, you know. San Diego. What do you want to talk about? Now, what, what do we want to talk about, Cody? How about Dwayne being in the fucking locker room backstage? How you feeling, bud? How you feeling, man? Huh? How you feeling about Dwayne taking your WrestleMania spot, potentially? Do you trust the company? Do you trust H? Do you trust Trips to do the right thing? Huh? Let's talk about that. He says he's starting the year stuck on Shinsuke Nakamura. He said, this should be over. Fans started chanting for Cody. Cody. He then said he was giving Nakamura a chance to finish it tonight. Nakamura appeared on the big screen. They magically had all the captions there, man, ready to go. Goodbye. Nakamura's on the big screen, And Nakamura responded to what Cody just said, along with everything else that's been going on in this feud. He had the eerie music playing in the background. He says he didn't realize how easy it would be to get into Cody's head. He says he's going to be the author of his final chapter. He says he has whispered the split in his ear And pushed his character to the brink, page by page. He says he has blinded him so he cannot see the ending. He said his story does not end tonight, though. He says he wants to give Cody one more week to dream. So we got this graphic novel-style cartoon illustration where we got Nakamura kicking Cody and he was bleeding... And then Nakamura sprayed red mist into the camera and he looked through the camera lens as it was colored with all of the spit from the red mist. Cody looked down, Nakamura's music was playing behind him faintly in the arena. He looked down all dejected and sad. He didn't know how to handle this. Cody's going to beat Nakamura. There's no doubt in my mind. But what do you do with Nakamura when he when he loses to Cody Rhodes? He goes right back to doing the spooky music and the cryptic vignettes, speaking in Japanese to the next guy. Who's next? Really running out of things to do with Nakamura if he's going to drop to Cody Rhodes here. But Cody needs something to do. And I guess Nakamura was the best option here. Now, I, I know a lot of people were probably thinking, well, oh, well, Nakamura mentioned authors. I said the same thing. Is he mentioning something about possibly being aligned with Karrion Cross in this new group? He's got the Authors of Pain showing up on SmackDown soon to start this new stable. Is Nakamura going to be part of that group? Probably not. He did mention authors, but it's in the vein of Cody writing his story to the end. That's the only reason why he mentioned authors there. So I don't think Nakamura is going to be joining carrying cross in this new stable that he's forming with the authors of pain over on smackdown. Kofi Kingston He teamed with Jay Uso against Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. This went 4 minutes. It was supposed to go longer, but that's all we got because Giovanni Vinci got injured and the match stopped. Referee stoppage here, giving Kofi Kingston and Jey Uso the victory. So we go right to commercial break. I don't know what they're doing with Jey Uso and Kofi Kingston right now. I don't. And I know people are pushing the narrative out there of Jey Uso beating Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. You know, you guys may be onto something here because I don't know why Jay Uso's teaming with Kofi Kingston outside of the fact that the Usos in the New Day have had a historic rivalry over the tag team titles. And right now, he's helping out a good buddy in a time of need when Xavier Woods is out hurt again and is the only member of New Day on on, on WWE television right now. But you guys may be onto something. WWE, I don't know what they've done with the story of Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. I don't. Maybe we get it restarted in the Royal Rumble. But right now, the the going plan, I would think, is Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso at WrestleMania. But here we got Kofi and Jey Uso teaming up against Imperium. We may be getting Jey Uso potentially challenging Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know if that's the right way to go about that either. Do I want to see Jey Uso beat Gunther? I mean... If it happens, I don't think I'd mind. I think Jay Uso would be a great flag bearer for the Intercontinental Championship, but, I mean, I don't think he needs it. I don't. I think someone like a Chad Gable could use it. Or, if we do, Gunther going into WrestleMania with the Intercontinental Championship, I think a Brock Lesnar match with Gunther is even more so enhanced with the Intercontinental Championship on the line. Now, that match doesn't need the title, but I think having Gunther beat Lesnar after Lesnar challenges him to end the streak that he's on right now, I mean, that just sells itself. I I don't know why you would even think about anything else. Gunther and Lesnar for the Intercontinental title is magic. You go do Jimmy and Jay. It's the reason why you split them up. If Jimmy doesn't get Jay at WrestleMania, what does he do? He's another lackey for Roman. The whole reason why they split them up was to do the fucking feud. So do it. I don't give a shit about it. But don't go back on your original plan because you found something else that's potentially better. So we get back from commercial break. Jay Uso made a hot tag. And all of a sudden the bell... Run! So Kofi delivers this standing drop kick to Vinci, who comes off the top rope. He jumps in the air. Vinci jumps off the second turnbuckle. He catches him flush in the face. It might have—I don't know if it knocked him out or if it connected too hard that it knocked him silly—and then his. Body and the back of his head. The back of his head bounced off the mat when he took the bump off the drop kick. And all of a sudden, the bell rings. He rolls over to the corner. And the next thing you know, we got the doctor there. The medical ringside doctor in the ring calls it off. And the match is over. Imperium loses due to referee stoppage because Giovanni Vinci was knocked out. Might have been concussion protocol right then and there in the middle of the ring then all of a sudden we see the doctor walking out with Giovanni he walked out on his own so it hopefully is not that serious but Giovanni Vinci probably got knocked silly and they stopped the match but I was enjoying what they did we'll probably get this after a couple weeks make sure Vinci is safe have him go through some minor concussion protocol and then just do the match again but it was stopped after after four minutes. It looked bad. It, it didn't look, I've seen worse, but it looked bad. When someone's head bounces off the fucking mat, it's not a good thing. So hopefully he is okay, man. Hopefully he is okay. There was a video package hyping the success of their recent house shows. WWE did have a camera crew around. Christmas season for all of the holiday tour and we got some really special clips of different things that happened at these different shows, one including Shotzi getting married ahead of their Las Vegas house show on the holiday tour. CM Punk cut a promo in Madison Square Garden, CM Punk paid homage to Brody Lee and Bray Wyatt, some really cool stuff. We got a video package for Rhea Ripley and Ivy Nile. This was a very good showcase so that you know who Ivy Nile is, where she came from, and some background on her if you don't know much about her. Nile was shown warming up with support from the Kree Brothers and Alpha Academy. I love when they do this. It's great stuff. She said that she loves when people doubt her because it makes it that much sweeter when she beats the odds. Some good stuff. The vignettes and the video packages were really good stuff tonight. Ms. TV, Ms. TV was supposed to have the Judgment Day, but Ms. TV had Our Truth instead. Miz is out there, and he wished everybody a happy New Year. Miz says he has his ideas of who the former champion is going to be when he shows up later. Probably not, because they probably held The Rock back in some secret trailer backstage somewhere when nobody could get to him. He said, first, though, he wanted to introduce his guests. The Judgment Day. So the Judgment Day music played, and then it shifted to R-Truth's theme, and R-Truth walked out. So R-Truth gets in the ring and said, San Diego, what's up? Miz then says, Truth is the most likable member of the Judgment Day. He asks Truth where the rest of the Judgment Day is. Truth then comically looks around and says, well, I-, I thought that they were behind me. Ms. asks if he's seeing invisible people again. Is little Jimmy here, he says. Truth then says, listen, I've been waiting all week to do this, and he did the Damien Priest skit where he says, all rise for the Judgment Day. Ms. says it works better when Truth says it than when Damian Priest does it. Truth says he's trying to make the Judgment Day more likable to everyone. Ms. asks him, "Well, why are you in Judgment Day? What what do you want to accomplish here?" I want to make the Judgment Day more likable for everybody. It's a valid point. He says he's working. Administrative in the judgment days. He wears a lot of hats in the judgment day. He's working human resources in the judgment day. Dominic Mysterio and JD McFlurry walk out. McDonough says he has to stop, and no, he's not a member of the judgment day, and no, judgment day would not be caught dead on Ms. TV. Dominic began talking. The fans drowned him out, or I should say the production team drowned him out. These were obviously manufactured boos in the crowd. I'm not saying that it was all manufactured, but you, you could definitely tell that WWE was raising the volume up and down on the boo meter for Dominic Mysterio. Miz talked about having a rough 2023, but his favorite memory was Dom's dad, Ray, spanking him. Dom challenged them to a tag team match. Miz asked the crowd if they wanted to see that. Truth asked Miz if he's tagging with Dom. Uh, Miz said, uh, Truth, there's no way that I'm teaming with JD Nugget." Miz explained it to him. Truth says he got it, but he didn't. And then he winked at Dom and said he teamed with the Miz on behalf of Judgment Day. He wasn't sure what was going on here. He thought it was all a, a ruse. Some sort of test. Miz then clotheslined a charging J.D. McRib over the top rope. Truth put his arm around Dom. Dom jumped to the floor with J.D. McHamburger as they cut to a commercial break. And we get into this tag team match. I I really don't know the whole point of Truth being in the Judgment Day, but uh, it's clearly not sitting well with the rest of the members of the Judgment Day. I said it last week or the last time we were live for Monday Night Raw. I'll say it again. I think our truth is going to be the guy that somehow creates dissension within the Judgment Day. We may see them broken up. I know. I know. Listen, man, I'm not a fan of McDonald's either, okay? But I can't help that this guy is a walking McDonald's Happy Meal. See, she don't like J.D. McFish either. Well, maybe she does. Cats love fish. She thinks that he's J.D. McFish. Anyway, Truth and Miz went in about nine minutes. This wasn't really anything to to write home about. It It was basically filler here. So after a break, Truth tried to tag himself in by tagging in McNugget. And then J.D. and Dom were pissed. But then they saw an opportunity. So we got J.D. McSkillett here holding Miz back so Truth could hit him. Truth was conflicted. He went to go punch the Miz after saying the Shawn Michaels-Rick Flair line right before Shawn Michaels superkick Ric Flair. Sorry, I love you. Miz ducked, and Truth punched J.D. McDouble in the face. Miz followed with a skull-crushing finale on J.D. for the one, two, three. That was it. No more, no less. Don't really know what's going on. I mean, truth is fucking hilarious. Seriously. But I still don't know exactly what his role is here and where he's going to factor into the judge. They're clearly doing something here. What is it? I don't know. But it's so entertaining now, and it's become so entertaining that they just can't stop it now. Judgment Day has been so serious. And then we got R-Truth kind of letting them get more angry and more angry. Is he going to be the reason that there's a split or dissension? Is he going to be one of the factors that causes Damian Priest to be kicked out of the group? He is the leader, right? He wants to be the leader, yet we got fucking R-Truth running roughshod over, over Judgment Day. We don't know yet. There was a video package or a vignette of Katana Chance and Kaden Carter in the club, dancing, raving with the WWE Women's Tag Team titles. They were at a nightclub. There was a big party scene. They were having some cold beverages. Chelsea Green and Piper Niven showed up at the club. They showed the red rope, and they got into the club, and they were pushing past others in a VIP line to confront Katana Chance and Caden Carr as they stood there and partied with their women's tag team titles. They said they're bypassing Adam Pearce and they're going right to Nick Aldis to get a rematch. Chance and Carter said they are fighting champions. You can go do whatever you want. You can have your rematch. But don't come in here and rain on our parade. This is about us. Then they had their drinks in hand, and they threw their cold beverages on both Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. And then after that, they left. They were ushered out by security, and Katana and Kaden danced the night away. I actually quite like this. I thought this was great. More of this. You see, you know, this is definitely, and I'm watching this, this is definitely something that they've adopted from this new version of NXT. NXT. You know, you watch NXT and you see them in different, in different backgrounds and in different scenes. I know, you know, they had, uh, what was his name? Um, they had the cowboy group down there. Well, whatever the fuck their names are. They, they were at a bar and they were always drinking and they did their business in a bar. Then they had Tony D, my guy Tony D'Angelo. He was always in a restaurant or something, you know, something that fit their gimmick on NXT. This was very reminiscent of the direction that they've taken with NXT to tell stories and get characters over. For Katana Chance and Caden Carter, this is going to work because they are fun and this gives off the presentation that they're fun and they're lighthearted, and you're supposed to like them. I like it. I think this is great. I'd love to see more of this on the main roster. I thought this was a perfect presentation for them. Instead of cutting a backstage promo like everybody, by doing this, you make them stand out. This is them. This is their gimmick. You should put them in their environment. I'm not saying do it all the time, but I do like something like that. So hopefully we'll see more of this in the weeks to come, for sure. Rhea Ripley. She went one-on-one with Ivy Nile. This was for the WWE Women's World Championship. This was the best match that Ivy Nile has ever had. This was probably one of the best title offenses that Rhea Ripley's had in a long time. Rhea Ripley defended the title against Zoe Stark at Survivor Series. Stunk up the joint. Nobody gave a shit. Ivy Nile here in San Diego, a relatively unknown in the Alpha Academy along with the Creeds, she got herself over big time by wrestling Rhea Ripley tonight. She absolutely killed it in this match. There wasn't a fucking mistake to be made. She worked so well with Rhea Ripley. And yes, Rhea is great at what she does. And yes, being in the ring with Rhea always helps. But, man, I did did not expect that performance. I did not expect that performance from Ivy Nile. Good stuff. So we got a commercial break. We'll pick it up after the commercial break. Nile is in control. Ripley is in control after the commercial break. And then they actually showed you what happened during the commercial. Slam Nile into the ring apron during the commercial break. Great. There was a lot of picture in picture commercial breaks. Nile came back with a German suplex outside the ring and spiked Rhea Ripley with the DDT in the ring, which looked beautiful for a two count. Ripley fought back with a headbutt, a missile dropkick. She goes for recovery. She gets a two count. Nile countered a riptide and hit a gut wrench slam on Rhea. She is strong. Goes for recovery, gets a two count. Ivy Nile yanked Rhea Ripley headfirst into the top turnbuckle and brought her down with a German suplex for two. Ivy Nile tried something off the rope, but Ripley caught her midair with a headbutt. I don't know if she was going for a double axe handle, but whatever it was, midair with a headbutt. Ripley followed with a riptide for the one, two, three, and that was it. Crowd was into this big time. Ripley obviously is great at what she does. And Ivy Nile got a little bit more over in front of the audience here with this performance. Now, yes, Rhea Ripley is running through opponents. She's beaten Tegan Knox. She's beaten Indy Hartwell. She's beaten Candice LeRae. She's beaten Ivy Nile. She's beaten everybody. Natalia, the only one that she has not beaten, the only two that she has not beaten. Are Nia Jax, Zoe Stark, she's beaten. Shayna Baszler, I think, she's beaten. The only two she hasn't beaten is Nia Jax and Becky Lynch. And those are the two next challenges for Rhea Ripley. Whether they happen at WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber. Whichever way you want to do it. Nia at the Chamber, Becky at WrestleMania. Becky doesn't have to win the Royal Rumble. Becky could win the Elimination Chamber. I don't know how they go about it. But Rhea is setting herself up to have no opponents at the end of this run. Which means what? Becky Lynch wins the championship from Rhea Ripley and we go back to Becky being the champion. I don't know how many people want to see that. But we all know WWE gets just ADD when it can't book Becky Lynch in a title program. They do the same thing with Charlotte. They do the same thing with Bianca. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So Rhea right now is quickly running out of opponents. But this is a good showcase because when the time comes again and she gets a little bit more under her belt and some more TV time, Ivy Nile is going to be a top contender for the championship. She needs to work on a few things. She's got no charisma. She's got no character. She's got no personality. The only way you're going to hear her is in sound bites backstage via a vignette or a promo. So they got some work to do. But clearly, with performances like this, they may be on the right track for sure. And they need more women on both shows. I don't know what they do, but they definitely need more women in each division. The Rock. We all had a feeling it was The Rock because it was being talked about on social media all day long. I got tipped off around 4 p.m. today that Rock would be at Raw for day one. I believe he was at a football game, which was two hours away. And to make the trip to San Diego was not that big of a deal. He was photographed. I seen the picture online. And he was with Nick Khan. The Rock and Nick Khan are very good buddies and The Rock showed up here on Monday Night Raw. So we got the return of a former WWE champion. There was a long pause. Samantha Irving said, and here we have the return of a former WWE champion. And then all of a sudden we hear Jinder Mahal's music Jinder Mahal! Quickly, I tweeted my displeasure. You gotta be fucking kidding me. I will say this, man. Jinder looked great. He looked very fancy in his three-piece suit. So, the fans absolutely died when his music hit. There was a collective, what the fuck, when Jinder's music hit. So Wade Barrett even said, this is exactly who I was hoping for. Michael Cole said, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting. So he was kind of feeling what the crowd was feeling. So Ginger stood in the middle of the ring. He held up his arm. Fans began booing. Ginger then said, you have the audacity to be disappointed? Yeah. Yeah, we do. He said he is a past and future WWE champion. Please don't give me just night tremors. Jinder Mahal, please. He said thousands of superstars have competed in this ring and there have been 50 WWE champions and my name is at the top of that. (laughs) Oh, man. I didn't know Jinder was a comedian, man. Oh, my goodness. At the top. This guy's one of the worst WWE champions ever. He nearly killed SmackDown. He said, the only thing disappointing is what has become of the United States of America. Well, I can't really disagree with him there. Our country is in a fucking shithole. United. Look around. This is unity? Do you feel united? United. He said the people have never been so divided. He said the politics, news, social media is full of disinformation. Fans then chanted USA, USA. Ginger then mocked them and told them to shut their mouths. He said the country was once a superpower and now it's a joke. I will unite you. I am your unifier. Great. The world is saved. Now Jinder Mahal is back. He told them to shut their mouths and listen. He then spoke in Punjabi. He says they are united over one thing, booing their own national anthem in Punjabi. He says it's a new low for them. He said fans boo him because he looks and speaks differently than them. He said he speaks with intelligence and class and truth. He then spoke more Punjabi. And The Rock's music interrupted. And the crowd absolutely melted. While Jinder's out there speaking Punjab, we got Rock showing up, and goodbye. The whole fucking building almost came down. WWE really wanted to troll us with Jinder out there speaking his native language. Went on way too long. And then The Rock came out. And everybody just went fucking crazy. So a lot of people were like, well, well, I didn't really want this. I didn't really, I didn't really want Jinder out there, but I, I get why they did it. You, you don't want, you, you don't really want to hit Rock's music after Samantha Irvin announces him, right? Somebody's got to ask. Somebody's got to be out there running the fucking people down, running the company down, And then, obviously, it played into him being the people's champion. Send someone out there to shit on the people. Out comes The Rock. Usual shtick. And then we're off and running. I get it. How many times have we seen it? I get it. Okay? So, Rock is out there. By this time, everybody probably turned their fucking television off. Half of you probably missed The Fucking Rock, because Ginger's out there speaking Punjab. Rock told Jinder, oh, you are in trouble tonight. Said Jinder is no Iron Sheik. He, he imitated Sheik, calling him a jabroni bitch. Rock out there, I, I, I see his gimmick really evolved over the last few years, right? Jinder said Rock magically appears anytime the WWE fans are insulted. Rock says they don't boo him because of how he looks or how he talks. They boo you because you're the biggest asshole walking God's green earth. So clearly no Kevin Dunn. And on night one, Rock drops two assholes and douchebag on television. Kevin Dunn would have been on that button as quick as you could breathe. He pretended Iron Sheik is talking to him from the heavens. He's talking to the Iron Sheik. He said Ginger's got resting, he doesn't have resting, fa- resting bitch face. He's what he said. He doesn't have resting bitch face, but rather a raging asshole face, he says. So Ginger doesn't have resting bitch face. He's got resting asshole face. So nobody likes him and he's not funny. And if he's one of The Rock's movies, Ginger would be Baywatch. I don't know, man. If I'm Ginger, I'd like to be on Baywatch. I mean, I don't know about you. But he called him Baywatch. He told Jinder to shut his mouth when he's talking to him. Jinder, Jinder then says, well, I've never seen Baywatch. And, and Rock's like, well, what, what is that? You've never seen Baywatch? Is that right? And Jinder, Jinder said, yeah, i never seen Baywatch. It doesn't matter if you've never seen Baywatch. He said Ginder can say whatever he wants without interference from the government. It's called freedom of speech. He says he can't run down the United States in the ring free of consequence from the rock. So he's got the crowd now in the palm of his hand. One half of the arena says day one. And then the other half of the arena says Douchebag. So we got dueling day one douchebag, day one douchebag Chance happening in San Diego. So after a couple minutes of that, crowd carried on. Rock told everybody to stop, said, my God, that was fun. Rock then sang an insulting song and he kind of rewrote the national anthem. So he's obviously making fun of Jinder Mahal by singing different words over the national anthem to make fun of Jinder Mahal. Jinder had enough. He attacked Rock, kicked away at him in the corner. Cole said Jinder has no sense of humor. Rock made a comeback here, landed a big-time spine buster, and then dropped him with a people's elbow. So Jinder... Rolls out of the ring. Rock takes his belt off. He starts whipping ginger He rolls out of the way. Rock picks up the microphone. And at this point, I'm asking myself, what the fuck was the point of all this? And what are we doing here? Like, get to the point. Rock told the fans he loves them. And he wished everybody a happy new year. He says he's going out afterwards in San Diego because he's hungry. Maybe I'll go out to a restaurant and sit in a booth. Maybe I'll go out to one of these fine establishments here in San Diego and sit at the bar. Or maybe I'll go out and get something to eat and maybe I'll sit at the head of the table. Crowd absolutely erupted when he said head of the table. Cole said his hair standing up on the back of his neck What about that last statement from the People's Champion, he says? Wade Barrett says, Paul Heyman, call Roman Reigns. Now, Rock didn't mention Roman by name. He called him the head of the table. But Wade Barrett certainly said, Paul Heyman, call Roman Reigns. Certainly a major fucking hint dropped there by Rock Everybody's asking what this means for Cody Rhodes and what this means for his journey going into WrestleMania. WrestleMania season, according to a lot of people, is now a little bit more interesting with Dwayne a part of it. I said this before, and I'm going to reiterate it here again tonight during this segment. And if you missed the opening monologue to the show tonight, I'm going to say this in one fell swoop. The Rock is not needed at WrestleMania. I don't care. You can sit there and tell me that Rock and Roman is a WrestleMania match for the ages. Great. So are the other two matches that you've booked, not yet officially, but that are planned for WrestleMania. Cody's story does not end at SummerSlam. If you wanted to do that, you should have did it at last year's SummerSlam 23, where it actually would have made sense. Because instead of doing Cody losing to Roman and then going right into Brock Lesnar, which made no sense at all, and we got zero explanation for even why that happened for four fucking months, you should have did Rock or Roman and Cody at SummerSlam, and it would have finished his story. But he didn't do it. You know, Roman and everything he did last year, everything he did coming out of WrestleMania after he beat Cody, he didn't need the world championship for. Every single thing he did, he did not need the world championship. The tag team match... Roman and Solo versus Jimmy and Jay, where Jay pinned Roman. He didn't need to be world champion for that. Jay versus Roman. He didn't need to be champion for that. He didn't need to be champion for anything. The LA Knight match with Roman didn't need to happen. The fuck you do LA Knight versus Roman Reigns for? What does it mean? It means nothing. LA Knight should have never been in an opportunity to get a fucking championship match. Every single thing that Roman Reigns has done last year could have happened without the world championship around his waist. Everything. And they didn't want to do Cody versus Roman at SummerSlam in Detroit, in the Motor City, in a place where Lex Luger took the Lex Express to go beat Yokozuna... The foreigner from Japan and win the WWF championship. Could have been a nice little throwback there. America's city, right? The heartland of America. No, they didn't want to do that. So now what are we looking at? Cody going into this year's WrestleMania? If he doesn't get Roman, who the fuck is he wrestling? Who's he wrestling? Legitimately, who is Cody wrestling at WrestleMania if he doesn't get Roman? Who on Raw? Do we go back and do Cody versus Seth? Is that what you want? Another match between those two? And then what? Cody wins the world championship? From Seth Rollins? That's not his story Cody Rhodes' story is not Seth Rollins' championship. It's not. You can throw that shit in the fucking trash and burn it. Stop. That's not Cody's story. Again, ask yourself the question, what does Cody Rhodes do at WrestleMania if he doesn't get Roman? Seth is out of the question. If we do get Cody and Seth, then more than likely we get Punk and Austin rock, Roman, Punk, Austin at WrestleMania? I guess. If you do Punk and Austin, that certainly has the main event night one of WrestleMania. Punk will still get his main event, but man, oh man, is Rollins and Cody getting the shaft? What are they, do? You open the show? Yeah, that's a great way to fucking give Cody Rhodes another WrestleMania. Let's Let's have a main event against Roman in 39 and then put him in the opening match on night one of WrestleMania 40. Holy shit, man, I'd have Tony Khan on the fucking phone. Hey, boss, do you need me back? They would have done him dirty worse than anyone in company history. Again, I ask, what do you do with Cody at WrestleMania? There isn't anything. Gunther? No. Roman. That's the plan. I don't give a shit what you guys want. You could sit there and tell me all Rock and Roman they're going to sell out WrestleMania. WrestleMania is already sold out. WrestleMania is sold out. Why do you fuck up creative plans that are in place right now to get Roman and Rock on night two of WrestleMania? Just off the top of my head, look at WrestleMania right now with some of the top matches that we could be potentially looking at. Punk versus Rollins. Lesnar versus Gunther. Cody versus Roman. Santos versus Rey Mysterio. Jimmy versus Jay. Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch. Bailey versus IO. Sami Zayn versus Drew McIntyre. And what overall uh, LA Knight versus Logan Paul. D- do you really need Roman Reigns and The Rock? Do you really need The Rock at WrestleMania? I know I don't don't need him there. I'm not saying he can't be a part of the show, but it doesn't need to be in the match. The simple course of action here is to not fuck up what you already have planned. CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes wins the Elimination Chamber. Rock and Roman Main event, Perth, Australia, in front of 60,000 people. WWE is so fucking hot right now that they can do no wrong. And WWE has an opportunity to have an international show with Dwayne Johnson headlining that is not a WrestleMania Upwards towards 60,000 people. WWE is so hot right now that they can afford to put The Rock on an elimination chamber pay per view on the road to WrestleMania without fucking up plans. Everybody's constructing ideas. Maybe they do rock in the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, let's fuck up everybody else's plans. Let's fuck up Gunther's potential plans. Let's fuck up Punk's plans. Let's fuck up Cody's plans because we want Rock to win the Royal Rumble. No. Why would you Why would you even think about it? The Royal Rumble is, is, is in such a good place right now where I don't know who the fuck is going to win it. You throw the Rock in there, goodbye. All that unpredictability goes right out the window. They have been afforded an opportunity to have the Rock main event elimination chamber from 60,000 people and continue the road to WrestleMania the way it needs to be constructed. Without harming Punk and Rollins being in the main event of night one of WrestleMania, which is going to be a tremendous story in itself, and Cody needs to finish his story at WrestleMania. Imagine Roman beating Rock in front of 60,000-plus To retain the World Heavyweight Championship and keep the title of head of the table. And Cody Rhodes does the impossible and beats the guy that is sitting atop the head of the table. Sitting at the head of the table. Beating the guy that The Rock could not beat. How do you think that's going to make Cody look? Uh, but everybody's fixated on this match happening at WrestleMania, Roman beating The Rock, and Cody getting his match at SummerSlam, and then Roman bypassing Hulk Hogan's record for third longest reign of all time. There are some records that are not meant to be broken. You can't sit there and tell me, oh, we got to break Hogan's record because of him being a racist. I'm not going to buy that excuse. That's a lame excuse. I don't give a shit. He's a racist. Fine. He's a bigot. Fine. I'm not a fan of Hulk Hogan. I'm not a fan of the human being Hulk Hogan. I think he's a bullshit artist. I think he's a liar. I was never a fan of Hulk Hogan, ever. I was more of a warrior guy. He had his own fucking demons. He said his own shit then I'm not going to sit here and tell you, let's get Roman through WrestleMania and then have him end the reign at SummerSlam. No. That should have ended at SummerSlam 23, if that was the case. Again, I ask, what do you do with Cody at WrestleMania? And no, Randy Orton is not a fucking option. It's not. Randy's on SmackDown. Cody is on Raw. It doesn't work right now. Cody beating Roman going to SmackDown. Then he feuds with Randy Orton. I don't sit here and spew fucking bullshit. I got a whole iPad full of notes, man. While you're sleeping, I'm thinking about what I'm talking about next week. But you think this shit comes easy? No, I put a lot of work into this shit. Punk wins the Rumble, challenges Rollins. Easy. Cody, how you get him into the chamber, I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Cody wins the chamber. Challenges Roman. Roman beats Rock. He's a god among men. Cody beats Roman, who's a god among men. He beats the one guy that nobody could beat, not even the great Dwayne. Ends the reign. He's now a SmackDown superstar as the World Heavyweight Champion. He vanquishes the Universal Championship, unleashes a new championship in honor of Dusty, the Winged Eagle. Now he's on the same brand as Randy Orton. What do you think your SummerSlam main event's going to be? Cody versus Randy Orton for the World Heavyweight Championship. Why would you give that up? That's a great story right there. Roman, what does he do at SummerSlam without the championship? Roman versus CM Punk. So you're, you're potentially looking at a SummerSlam, if things go the way that I've laid it out, Roman versus Punk, Summer of Punk 24, and then Cody versus Randy. Now, but please continue to tell me why you want Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes potentially at WrestleMania or Cody to get no WrestleMania match at all, or you want Roman versus Rock, please tell me, please reiterate to me why you even need The Rock in anything when WWE has all these different pieces in place that are going to carry them through all of this year without the need for Dwayne to be there. I don't understand this. There's enough story now for you to get the story across. If Rock is on TV January 1 and the Elimination Chamber doesn't happen until the third week of February, we have seven weeks, eight weeks of WWE television in which they could get Roman and Rock built for the Elimination Chamber. It's not going to take a lot. If I have a ticket to the Elimination Chamber... Or if you are a person that has a ticket to the elimination chamber, you should consider yourself lucky. Seriously. Richard in the chat says, Cody in the chamber as a result of Jey Uso trade, no one was ever swapped for Jey. Yes, they were. Kevin Owens was swapped for Jey Uso. That's another problem in itself. How does Cody get over to SmackDown and in that chamber if he's a Raw superstar? I've heard ideas thrown around. Maybe everybody that's in the chamber, maybe they get an opportunity because they've all been done wrong by the bloodline. I don't know. Figure it out. But Roman and Rock should not and is not needed at WrestleMania 40. Natalia. She teamed with Tegan Knox against Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. Nobody cared. Natalia's on TV. I get up and I walk away. Baszler and Zoe Stark win in six minutes. All this is, is WWE trying to get some steam rolling in the women's tag team division. Good luck with that. Nobody gives a shit. Finally, Seth Rollins... Andrew McIntyre for the World's Heavyweight Championship. I was looking forward to this match because the first match that they had, or I guess the last match that they had at Crown Jewel was a tremendous piece of business. Tremendous piece of business. One of the best matches that WWE put on all year. A lot of people were asking, is there going to be a cash-in? are we going to see Damian Priest cash the briefcase in? It's a possibility. We didn't see Damian Priest all night. We didn't see Finn Balor all night. Bell rang. Everybody got their introductions. It felt like a big deal. It felt like a pay-per-view match. Went about 20 minutes or so. And we got a great match here between these two guys, which is not really surprising whatsoever. McIntyre, very early on, tried an Alabama slam onto the steps. Rollins wisely used the ring skirt and the ropes as leverage to escape. Rollins tried a suicide dive, but McIntyre caught him and suplexed him on the floor ahead of a commercial break. McIntyre maintained control here. We get back from break. Backbreaker goes for a cover, gets a two count. Rollins tried a buckle bomb. He tried some offense here. He went for a buckle bomb, but he collapsed. The back is the issue. Rollins did manage to fight back a little moment later, and he comes out with a flip dive, followed by a DDT and a frog splash for two. Rollins hit a superplex, but before he could transition into the falcon arrow, McIntyre hit his own falcon arrow for a two. After the break, McIntyre hit a white noise. We go to another commercial break. Back from break, McIntyre hit a white noise off the middle rope for a two count. So still using his buddy Sheamus as influence. Rollins is up. McIntyre is up. They go into a strike exchange. McIntyre avoided a stomp at the end of the strike exchange and hit a future shock DDT. Rollins countered a Claymore kick attempt into a sit-out powerbomb for a two. Great stuff. McIntyre missed another attempt at the Claymore. Rollins catches him in a pedigree for a two count. All of a sudden, Damian Priest enters. Music goes off. He walks down with Dominic and a referee with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Dominic distracted the referee of the match, and Priest blasted Rollins with the briefcase. Priest explained to the referee that he was cashing in, but McIntyre saw what was going on, stopped the cash-in, and gave Damian Priest a Claymore kick on the outside, which gave Damian Priest a nice little spot into the barricade. He looks at Dom, he takes Dom out, and suplexes Dom on the outside. McIntyre enters the ring, hits a Claymore kick, On Seth Rollins, I fucking thought that this was it. I thought Drew McIntyre was going to win the title. I thought we were looking at a new world champion, which wouldn't have made sense. That would have been a fucking way to go about it, huh? Drew McIntyre wins the world title and then maybe defends the title against Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. And then maybe we get Punk and Rollins without a championship. But that's not the story here. Punk's story is the world title. And main eventing WrestleMania. But the option was there. Clearly, they didn't go with it. McIntyre, Claymore kicked Rollins. He's against the ropes. Very close to the ropes. McIntyre covered Rollins so deep that Rollins flips his foot over and his foot is touching the rope in the pinfall. I wasn't even paying attention. I was looking at the referee and his hand waiting to hit three. Rollins' foot was on the ropes in one of the best near-fall moments that I've seen in recent memory. Absolutely tremendous false finish here, if you want to call it that. Near-fall for WWE. Tremendous piece of business. Loved it. McIntyre was fucking pissed. He couldn't believe what the fuck was going on. McIntyre was pissed he cleared the announce table on the outside Rollins gets up And he goes to the outside He fought him off He gets up on the table He delivers a pedigree to McIntyre on the table It did not break Rolls McIntyre back in the ring Hits a curb stomp One, two, three, And Seth Rollins retains The World Heavyweight Championship No Damian Priest He did not attempt to cash in I mean, Damian Priest is on the outside. Rollins is knocked out. McIntyre's knocked out. Rollins is beat up to hell. And Damian Priest did not even bother to cash in the briefcase. Mistake number one. It makes Damian Priest look like a fucking geek. Number two. Where do we go? With Drew McIntyre now. He's lost to Rollins once at Crown Jewel. He's lobbied for a rematch... And he says he deserves a rematch, and he loses again. He lost again. So what do we do with Drew McIntyre? I, I, I figured we'd maybe get, now is this their way of getting McIntyre-Rollins again at the Royal Rumble? Do we get another match between these guys? I could see McIntyre making a fuss about Damian Priest being out there and Dominic being out there and the foot on the bottom rope and all this other shit, making up excuses. But WWE could have avoided all that. All WWE needed to do here was have Sami Zayn involved, bring Sami Zayn back, have him cost Drew McIntyre the match, set up a rematch with Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre, and call it a day. But all this other shit... McIntyre loses, and that's it. Where does McIntyre go from here? Does McIntyre get another title shot? Does Rollins defend the title against Damian Priest? I mean, I don't know. Rollins right now is a little fuzzy going into the Royal Rumble. But I think a whole lot of headache could have been saved if they put Sami Zayn in that spot and had Sami Zayn come back and cost McIntyre the match because McIntyre put out Sami Zayn and attacked him a few weeks ago. I don't know. But I thought tonight was a tremendous show for WWE. A great show, obviously headlined by this match and The Rock coming back, teasing a mega match with Roman Reigns. I gave you my case. I gave you my point. I'm sticking with it. I think it's going to be at the Chamber. I don't think it'll be a WrestleMania match. I don't think it's needed at WrestleMania. I don't. WrestleMania is sold out. WWE doesn't need The Rock at WrestleMania. They don't. Just like I said, they don't need Austin. Endeavor may want it at WrestleMania. This is the Endeavor era. This is the TKO era. They want it to be the biggest ever. Do we get Rock at WrestleMania? Do we get Austin at WrestleMania? Do we just fuck up everybody's plans? Because TKO wants the mega, mega, mega stars at WrestleMania. That's why I can't stand suits and ties, man. WrestleMania is already going to be a tremendous piece of business. It's already going to be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. You don't need The Rock when you already have All of this in the bag already. This company has afforded itself to use The Rock on a B-level pay-per-view and have it be an A-plus pay-per-view where 45,000 seats have already been sold. If you announce Rock and Reigns at Elimination Chamber, 60,000 sold out plus And then you can go and do what you need to do at WrestleMania. I'm sticking with that. You don't like it? Tough shit. Thank you guys very much for all of your support here on the podcast. I really do love you guys, man. We had upwards towards 4,000 live here tonight. Are we number one? I got to check, man. Have we been number one all night? I think so, man. I think so by a large margin. Absolutely. And if you guys don't agree with me, i love to hear you sound off in the comments section, man. Seriously, did I speak a lot of sense tonight? I feel like I have. And you know what? You're going to get it doubled down tomorrow, man. You think my opinion is fucking strong. Wait till Andrew Baydala. wait till Drew gives you his opinion tomorrow. TNT tomorrow is going to be a monumental show. I'm telling you right now. You do not want to miss Tuesday Night Titans tomorrow night. You don't. Crazy. Follow me on social media, man. at J.D. from my 206 x instagram tiktok and cameo hit that subscribe button down below turn on the bell for notifications continue to get those super chats and thank you for the thumbs up guys we hit over 1200 likes oh my goodness Ryan mcgrath do i read super chats absolutely brother i'm about to get into them right now I always read them at the end of the show, man. I do not like interrupting my show with Super Chats. I'm not about putting emotes and fucking gifts in my stream clean. We save it for the end of the show, man. Tonight's show is sponsored by BlueChew. BlueChew.com. Code JD at checkout. Make sure you guys go and get your free sample. Courtesy of the podcast, man. As I always say, Blue Chew is your way to long-term booking. It is legitimately your pen and paper to long-term booking. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets, and it comes at a fraction of the cost. You guys can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead and be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is very simple, guys. You're going to sign up at bluechew.com. You're going to consult with one of their online medical providers. And once you are approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. No questions asked. There's no waiting in line at the doctor's office. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. There's no awkward conversations. It's all done online. They are prepared and shipped directly to you, made in the USA in a very discreet package. So if you guys want to benefit from that extra confidence, Blue Chew is the way to go, man. BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. All you need to do is use that code JD at checkout and pay the $5 shipping and handling. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. Let's start off. Who was number one in the venue tonight, man? Who was number one in the venue tonight? Was it Michael Krause? I don't know. Was it Michael Krause? Looks like YouTube is fucking up my super chats, man. It was Michael Krause. What's up from Walla? Happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year, Michael. Thank you for being with me here tonight, brother. Ali with 17 months. Hey, J.D., I just want to say Happy New Year's and being a part of the OTS family for 17 months is truly an honor. You always make my day better. Ali, thank you for being here, man. Thank you for being here, man. Michelle with a five. Rock Roman at Elimination Chamber. Roman beats him and faces Cody at WrestleMania. Roman Ego, or Roman's ego, gets too big and it causes Jimmy and Solo to turn on him. And Cody beats him at WrestleMania. Yeah. Basically. Basically. Do we got a Vince Russo troll account in the chat? Can someone check if that's uh, a troll or uh, maybe it is Vince Russo? I have no idea, man. I enjoy Vince Russo, even though Russo's got me blocked. He said some stupid things in the past that I've uh, totally disagreed with him on, but. I think Russo. I think Russo talks a lot of sense when he wants to talk a lot of sense. The troll account? All right, get him out. Is it a troll? Thank you, Michelle. Uh, Ernest with a new membership. Ernest, thank you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking? All right, if he's funny as fuck, just keep him, bro. Don't even get rid of him. Keep him. Bro. WUJ Money with 14 months. Cody is never finishing his story. Laughing my ass off. What a shame. Now, nothing to worry about, man. Cody's going to finish his story. Lauren with a $2 super chat. Rock and Roman doesn't need to be for the titles. It also doesn't need to take place at WrestleMania. Scripps with a 29 months. 29 months in counting with the realest guy in the IWC. OTS for life. Thank you, Scripps. Appreciate you, brother. Michelle with a $2 super chat. No Sammy running like I had hoped. What's next for Drew? I have no idea. Israel Garcia with a $9.99. Thank you, brother. Tribal Chief with five months. Raw was good. Keep up the great work. JD OTS for life, pal. Thank you, Tribal Chief. Hope all is well, man. Happy New Year to you. JJ Evans with a 2. Thank you, JJ. Delightful with a four nine. I Love the Rock. But if he's coming to ruin Cody's story, he can kick Rocks. Rock, work the chamber, but not Mania. Doesn't make much sense to me. Listen, keep the Russo account in the chat. If he's not talking shit about me, then he's fine. As long as he doesn't show any disrespect to me, I'm fine. Uh, Platinum Matt, thank you again, brother, for the $100 super chat. If Tony Khan does get Mercedes and Diana, AEW may be cooking over there, bro, but I don't really trust them with the women's division. But right now, the rumor is Mercedes is heading to AEW, and Tony's going to pay her what she wants. Chris. With a 499. What's up, JD? Good episode of Raw. I could be the OTS wrestling historian. Great review as always, brother. Can't wait for WrestleMania. Hashtag OTS for life. Thank you, Chris. Bradley Robinette with a 199. Happy New Year, JD. Great Raw tonight as well. Thank you, Bradley. Chris also with a 499. Cody wins the rumble. Punk wins the chamber. Rock Roman Night 1 Cody vs. Roman Night 2 Punk vs. Rollins World Heavyweight Championship could Co-Main Event Night 1 with Rock Roman thoughts No No Now Punk Rollins deserves a main event I'm sorry We're not doing some convoluted bullshit here Roman Rock Chamber get it over with Boom has anyone ever has, any, has anyone thought about this one too? Now that they teased Rock and Roman, whoever wrestles Roman at the Royal Rumble is basically a waste of time. They basically rendered the Royal Rumble match with Roman useless, which I assume will go to AJ Styles. Tony Brown with a $4.99. JD, seriously, I pray your memberships double in 2024. You deserve it, young man. Tony Brown, I appreciate you, man. I would love if you guys can gift memberships. I don't even know how to do it. Apparently, I'm a branded account. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't know why I'm a branded account. I don't know how to get rid of a branded account. I don't know. But I can't gift memberships, or you guys can't gift memberships. I can't give you the option to gift memberships. Because I'm a branded account. I don't know what the fuck to do. Tony, thank you, brother. Sean Ray J with 17 months. What a fucking show. 17 months in the OTS venue and the best in the world. Gonna be at the Rumble, and it might be the best in years. Hope to see you there. I, I would love to go back to Florida, man. I love Florida. I'd love to be in Tampa. We're waiting on Drew, man. Drew's got some family stuff that is uber important. If he doesn't have that to do, we'll we'll maybe be in Tampa. Daniel Mills with a new membership. Daniel, what the fuck are you drinking, brother? Adam Casper with the 100. Adam, thank you for your generosity tonight, man. Happy New Year, JD. The Rock was in Pasadena this morning on ESPN for college game day, so it was a short trip to San Diego, and he was there with Nick Khan. lucky Gio with a 499 happy new year rock and roman at the chamber optus stadium fits over sixty thousand people they need a major event this allows cody to finish his story at 40. you get it you get it man i love it ricky Martial. Well, a nine ninety nine. Happy New Year, JD. I was there tonight for Day One Raw, my first WWE live event I attended in my life. San Diego went insane when The Rock came out. Looking forward to this review. It's a great show, Ricky. You guys were great all night. Tay Tay with a nine ninety nine. Roman versus Rock should take place at the Chamber. Cody wins the Elimination Chamber match. Then you have Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania, where Cody finishes the story and wins. Simple. Phil with an I-99, I don't understand Roman fans. The Rock versus Roman at the chamber can still be just as big as if it happened at WrestleMania. Cody can finish his story, and we can still see The Rock and Roman. I mean, I don't really understand what their problem is. Did Sammy and Roman feel like a WrestleMania match to you at the Elimination Chamber? It certainly did to me, right? Thank you, Phil. Raymond with a $10 super chat. Hey, JD, Happy New Year. I'm drinking a monster, and I'm watching the best podcast in the world from Southern California. Thank you, Raymond. As long as that monster is cold, I appreciate you, man. Bruh, X-Man with a new membership. Bruh, thank you, man. What the fuck are you drinking tonight inside my mother's basement? Raymond Moore with a new membership. Raymond, what are you drinking, man? Nick Williams with a $5 super chat. Thank you, Nick Williams. We love Nick Williams, man. Happy New Year, brother. If Rock vs. Roman does happen at Mania, then Vince is back in power due to some power bullshit. No, Vince is not in power. Vince is not anywhere near creative. Daniel Mills with a 1999 Super Chat. New subscriber. Beloved OTS. Happy New Year's, brother. Listening in Florida, always listen. When I'm doing my newspaper route, you speaking nothing but the truth. Drinking on Pepsi. I don't really drink. Hashtag OTS for life. Daniel, enjoy Florida, man. And thank you for being here. Dom Wapo with six months. I'm watching WrestleMania for Cody to finish his story, and how ironic would it be for Rock to steal another main event from Punk at WrestleMania? Bro, it's just a bad idea all around. Just a bad idea all around, man. Deontay Smith with a 499. Rock said on McAfee's show. He would like his feud with Roman to be a long term thing. What if they do Rock for solo at WrestleMania forty to build to a Roman match at 41? Well, is Rock going to step away from Hollywood to make it a long-term thing? I don't see that happening. Nima P. Azar with a $5 super chat. How will The Rock affect CM Punk and Rollins if Punk and Rollins are main-eventing night one of WrestleMania? If you do Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, I'm assuming, what do you do with Cody? What do you do with Cody? The only person that makes sense for Cody Rhodes is Seth Rollins. And then Punk will more than likely get Austin, which means Cody won't main event and Rollins won't main event. Punk will get Austin, that'll be the main event of night one. And Cody will be shit out of luck, and so will Rollins. Luis Hernandez with a ten dollar super chat. It isn't happening at Mania. Get over it. Well said, JD. Thank you, Luis. Ariel Assassin with a one ninety nine. Loved Seth Drew. Rollins has been on a roll lately. Rollins has been great. Basic with a four ninety 4K in the chat. I'm betting there's at least two WWE employees in the rafters. Bro, there are more pro wrestlers that watch this show than the geeks want to admit. I'm sure of that. Nobody cares about Seth and Cody. That's why it doesn't make sense to do it. Tay Tay, thank you. For a $100 super chat earlier, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Happy New Year to Tay-Tay the Savior. Basic with a $4.99. Rock, guest ref, counts the three. Cody, new champ. Reigns blames Rock. Rock reigns at SummerSlam. Fine. Fine. I'll take it. Cameron Battle of the 499. I'm pretty confident that Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber will happen. Also, what do you think Triple H's major announcement is on Thursday? Who says he has a major announcement? Triple H says he has a major announcement on Thursday. If he has a major announcement on Thursday, it's probably the TV deal for Monday Night Raw going to Warner. Said Suka with a four Don't see it at the chamber. That match would air at 5 a.m. Don't see Rock coming back to wrestle with no one watching live. Definitely tough decision. Bro, it's on demand. It's on demand. And Rock will be wrestling in front of 60,000 people, man. It doesn't matter what part of the world he's in and what time zone he's in. José Taylor with a five dollar super but you JD, I bet you're happy the Braves got Chris Sale from the Red Sox. Yeah, we needed a big time starter. Black magic with the one ninety nine. Kevin Dunn gone, no more. Ah, ooh. <laughs> Tribal Chief with a 1399. Agreed, J.D. The Rock is not reliable and can accept other obligations anytime, so I'd rather it be at the chamber. People don't understand the atmosphere of a cricket stadium. It will definitely be top Wales. Thank you, Tribal Chief Jr. Heisenberg. 699. Fun fact, all Roman fans on Twitter are insufferable. Most of the stands for these pro wrestlers, Heisenberg, are insufferable. Sean Reggie with a $10 super chat. I think Becky eliminates Nia in the Rumble, setting up a triple threat match at the chamber with Rhea Bailey. Gets turned on in the Rumble by damage control. And Liv faces Rhea at Mania. Triple H loves long-term booking, as we all know. You may be right, man. You may be right. I don't know if Liv is uh, is a main event World Champion WrestleMania opponent for Rhea Ripley, though. it has got a lot to prove there. Frank Marano with a five dollars super chat. Please use J D McGriddle. Those little breakfast sandwiches are fire. Koshik with a 100 in his currency, rupees. I believe this is idea for Cody in the chamber. Have the final six of the Rumble take part in the chamber with Cody being screwed by the Bloodline in the Rumble. Yeah, I could see that. Something's got to get. Gi- something's got to give. It's a good idea, Koshik. Brian McGrath with a five dollar super chat. JD, did you read Scott Keith as a younger fan? Your match recaps remind me of him. First super chat. Love your show. Uh, no, brother. I don't even know who that is. Scott Keith. No idea. Delightful Entertainment with a 199. Wade saying Ginger is one of the goats was funny. Um, well, Wade's a heel. I think Wade is great. Cody Snyder with a $5 super chat. Man, you could tell the IWC there's gold below the cliff and they'd run right off of it. Stop jumping to conclusions. Cody's not done. Bro, the IWC has the collective IQ of a fucking pencil eraser. Give me a break. Richard with the 17 months. Cody in the chamber as a result of Jay Uso trade. No one was ever swapped for Jay. Yes, Kevin Owens was traded for Jay Uso. Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super chat. Seth Rollins with Drew McIntyre. Match of the night. Thank you, Joseph. MGM Bolin, Macho Man clears Hulk Hogan. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Matt Eagle with a four ninety nine. Maybe Priest gets sick of his cash-in getting stopped, so he calls his shot at the Rumble. I could see. I could absolutely see it. Brian McGrath with a $2 super chat. Braves in 2024. They got a great team, man. Looking forward to it. M. James with a $2 super chat. Just want to say happy new year, JD. 2024 will be hype. DJ Iffy with a $4.99. He leaves me a salute emoji. Salute back at you, DJ Iffy. Brendan Watson with a 199 No message. Brian McGrath with a $5 Super Jet. Storyline aside. Rock Roman, Austin Punk, HBK AJ, Brock Gunther. Save the rest for SummerSlam. Man, you're really uh you're really going Vince on me there. Tan May. Shout out to Tan May, the first. OTS VIP to 48 months, and he has the exclusive Mustang emoji next to his name. Unbelievable, Tan May. Unbelievable. Tan May has the Mustang badge next to his name, man. He's sitting alone in the VIP club at 48 months. Lena with 17 months. Happy New Year, J.D. Cheers to being the goat of all podcasts. Will we see Monet this Wednesday or stay a free agent until further notice? I don't know, uh, Lena. I I think we don't have a pay-per-view until uh, March 3rd. I think we'll be seeing her very shortly. Joseph King with the 23 months. What's going on with the booking of Jay White? What's going on with Jay White? Jay White's been booked strong. Jay White's fine. Jay White had a great first year in AEW. And what do you think of Mercedes? What will she bring to the AEW women's division? A lot of experience and a lot of demand that Tony Khan will hopefully have to look at and say, you know what, I can't book this division like shit anymore. Jeremy, 2006 with the 27 months. Happy New Year's, bro. OTS for life. Best in the IWC always. I know, Jeremy. I know. Thank you, brother. Moist Ham with a $2 super chat. He says, sodium from ham makes people fart. FYI, I don't eat ham. I don't eat pork. Richard with a two. Thanks for the correction on the J trade. You're welcome, brother. That's what I'm here for. Brendan Watson with a 199. Hey, JD, I absolutely love the Braves hat. Thank you, man. Got this from my guy Trevor at the meet and greet right before AEW World's end. It's the new hat on the podcast, man. Hopefully it brings me some luck this year and another World Series title. Maybe we'll get a new hat. Bryland Williams with the $2 Super Chat. Could you shout out my Uncle K-Rock? Much love, JD. Uncle K-Rock, what's going on, brother? What the fuck is Uncle K-Rock drinking tonight? I want to know. A wise guy with a four ninety nine rock can't make it long term. He has a live action movie coming up. Rock versus Roman elimination chamber. Cody versus Roman WrestleMania forty. Good to know. Brian McGrath of the five dollars super chat. In general, wrestling fans are the worst. The best are in this chat. Great show as always. Thank you, Brian. Love having you here, brother. Lenny Brandenburg. With a one ninety nine JD, what made you become a Braves fan? Trading cards as a young child and getting a rookie David Justice card. as my first major get by opening packs with my father. And Nate, the Spider Hunter with a $5 super chat. I saw a YouTube 60 seconds short of Roman and every spear he in 2023. That shows you how much he wasn't around. Last year, I just found that. Funny. Well, I mean, any way to get content out there. Any way to get content out there, man. Guys, thank you so very much for all your support. What a tremendous stream tonight. You guys killed it. You guys killed it with the support. You guys killed it with the super chats. Man, we have some strong opinions on this show. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. If you don't, agree with me or if you do agree with me please sound off in the comment section i'd love to hear what you guys think of roman rock at the elimination chamber thank you guys for everything man continue to hit that thumbs up hit that subscribe button down below turn on the bell for all notifications make sure you guys go out and check out all the other content on the channel there will be more content tomorrow Plenty of it. Drew and I will be live tomorrow with TNT. You do not want to miss TNT. We'll talk Rock. We'll talk Roman. We'll talk Mercedes. Kevin Dunn. Probably gonna be the biggest TNT of all time. And make sure you guys follow me on social media at JD from NY206, X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Also, go check out my sponsor tonight. Tonight, sponsored by Blue Chew, bluechew.com. Code JD at checkout. All you guys have to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Guys, who did I miss? Tenta. With a new membership. There you are, brother. I don't know what's going on with YouTube, man. I don't see shit. Tenta, there you are. New membership, man. What the fuck are you drinking, Tenta? I'm getting out of here, guys. I'll see you tomorrow live with Andrew Baydala on TNT for the TNT Awards of 2023. I'll see you guys later.